Welcome to episode 192 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. This episode is brought to you by Spring Free Trampoline. Spring Free Trampoline is the world's safest trampoline. We have one in our backyard and get this, it is pink and white. That's because you can customize your spring free trampoline. They have a list of colors you can choose from and you can pick out your trampoline um, in your favorite college football colors, in your favorite rainbow colors, in your just favorite colors of the world um, and get that delivered right to your door and you could use it and jump around on it in your backyard. It's such a great family activity and it's also super safe. They call it spring free because the springs are not visible on the outside or the top of the trampolines like you see on most trampolines. They're actually underneath the um, net. And so when you're jumping up and down, there's no risk of getting fingers and toes and arms and legs caught inside the trampoline. So you can have pure, carefree fun. Yay, spring free. Um, Head on over to springfreetrampoline.com to find out more information about a spring free trampoline dealer near you or how you can order online. All right, everybody, let's get started with this week's episode. It is all about the movies of 2020. Here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hello, friends. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to 2020. It's going to be a really great year. I hope it is for you guys. Um, We already have some really fun things lined up this year in terms of travel, family travel, a couple of trips that we're going to be taking together. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I have some fun work things on the horizon. Um, I'll be announcing that very soon over on my um, Instagram page. If you guys don't follow me there, it is the Heather Brooker. I've changed it recently, the Heather Brooker. And over my Facebook page, it's Motherhood in Hollywood with Heather Brooker. And then on Twitter, it's at Heather Brooker. Um, Follow me on social. Uh, I would love it. Also, make sure you subscribe to this podcast because there's some good guests coming up this year. Juicy, juicy things. Um, but my guest today is actually my sweet, sweet husband. Chris Brooker is back. We are going to talk about movies. We are going to talk about um, what we are most looking forward to seeing and watching this year. It's kind of a, uh, an unusual year for movies, and, we, and we'll talk to you about why we think that is. And I want to talk to you guys about this new app that I found. It's called the Fetch Rewards app. You've heard me talking about it um, on my previous podcast episode. And also I wrote a little bit about it up on motherhoodandhollywood.com because I partnered with them for my Motherhood and Hollywood swag party because I wanted to get the word out and they want to get the word out about what this app actually does. So every time you go to the grocery store or the store, you um, save your receipt. You scan it, super easy to do, scan it right on your phone in the app, and the app scans your receipts looking for um, your purchases and gives you rewards. You earn points based on what you've purchased um, from the store. So just after like one or two visits to the grocery store, we had something like 5,000 points already. I mean, like a crazy amount of points. Clearly we shop too much. Um, but what they do is the points, they start to add up and you can use those reward points towards 
gift certificates or discounts at stores or um, at, at um, uh, for beauty treatments, for spa treatments, for um, entertainment, like movie gift cards, you know, those kinds of things. So you, you save up all of your rewards, rewards points to actually um, use them on things that you want. So it's kind of like you're getting money back on your purchases. So go right now, check out the Fetch Rewards app. All you have to do is download it in your app store, whether you have an iPhone or a Droid. Well, I don't know why you have an Android. Seriously, quit it. Um, <laughs> um, but you just go and you download it in your app store. It's called Fetch Rewards. Enter the coach enter the code, excuse me, MIH holiday 5,000, and you will instantly get 5,000 rewards points when you scan your first receipt. So you're already off to the races, already getting some good discounts from Fetch Rewards. So thank you. Thank you, Fetch, for um, hooking up the uh, Motherhood in Hollywood swag party and my listeners with um, some rewards, a little 2020 uh, rewards. Okay. So as you guys know, I just went to the Golden Globes um, on Sunday night. It was a lot of fun. It was um, really fun getting dressed up. I love picking out different outfits to wear. But what I mostly love is hearing from everybody who has opinions on what I should wear. Like I'm a curvy gal. I'm a plus size lady. It's really hard for me to find clothes that make me look and feel beautiful, but are also really stylish because generally people want to put plus size ladies in like, um, shapeless, you know, floral outfits. And, you know, for a long time, I always just dressed in black and dark colors. And, you know, because I thought I'm going to hide my body and hide the way I look. And the older I get, the, the less F's I give. And I also don't want Channing to ever look at me and wonder why is my mommy always wearing black? And, you know, why doesn't she embrace color like I do? Because Channing is a rainbow, man. She loves color. She loves dressing up in pinks and purples and glitter and sparkle. And like, I love the pure joy um, and watching her get dressed and get ready. And I want to be a part of that. So I want to embrace more color and more stylish choices. So I really have fun doing these sort of try on sessions and posting pictures and getting everyone's input on what to wear. And that was so much fun hearing what everybody had to say and helping me pick my outfit for the globes. And, um, it was a fun night. It was a really fun night. It was exhausting. My job is, is exhausting. It's not all glamour guys. It's not all glamour being an, a red carpet reporter. Um, but I certainly make the best of it and I, and I try to have as much fun as possible and I hope you guys are following along and enjoying it too. Um, all right. So I'm going to wrap up my mommy monologue. Thank you for listening. I want to get to this conversation with my main squeeze, Chris Brooker. All right. It is 2020 and so many exciting things have already happened this year and, I had to bring on my favorite person in the world to talk about all of them. It's Chris Brooker. Hi, everybody. How are you? Hi. First of all, it's 2020. Where's my jetpack? Good point. Flying car. I want that. Especially in LA. I can't tell you how many times I've fantasized while sitting in traffic about having a flying car. I want I want a hologram phone. Hover over everybody and be like, (laughs) fuck you, suckers. And just like fly away and just watch everyone's jaw drop. That's like a a, a reoccurring daydream I have. I think it's everyone's reoccurring daydream yeah. out here. Uh, it's just LA. I want a hologram phone. That was promised to me. So what is a hologram phone? Well, it's a it's a hologram, but it's a, it's like a phone call, but with a hologram. It's yeah. like FaceTime, but with a hologram. All right. I'm pretty sure we were promised that in some movie sometime. I think you somewhere. might be right. All right. So let's talk about our Christmas Lovely. And let's talk about all of the amazing things that we did for Christmas and how much fun we had with each other drinking wine. 
Well, wine was great. <laughs> That's all I remember, actually. We did do something different this year, and we decided to go to wine country. And Solvang. we took our daughter with us. I know. Which some people may not want to do, or they may frown on it. But I thought it was a bold choice. I'm glad you know, we did it. You know, I talked to someone at work about that. They were like, what did you do over Christmas? And I said, oh, we went to Solvang, and you know, it was beautiful up there this time of year. You know, the little Danish community, lights, and it's very Christmassy and stuff like that. They were like, oh, is it very kid-friendly? You took your daughter? And I was like... Yeah, it's not super kid it's friendly. It's not not kid friendly. We, we made it work. No one made know? us leave when they saw our child. Well, that one place did, but you know, um, they didn't make <laughs> us leave. There was we just read the sign on the door that said no children. Um, we made it work though. Yeah, you know, she had fun. She seemed to. She was very chill, and it was a very nice little getaway. And I think after that experience, we decided we need to go back. It was very relaxing. It was actually so nice because she was being great, and mm-hmm. um, she's she's always great for one thing. But she was being especially great considering it um, wasn't wait, a real. Wait, hold on. Let's not say she's always great because <laughs> we don't want to well. give people the wrong idea. Okay, fair enough. Fair point. She was being great considering it wasn't the most kid friendly environment, but That's we made true. it fun for her, and she was having fun, and it was just a nice. It was a quick trip. You know, we're up in, you know, 24 hours there and back. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the drive was half of that. Yeah. Um, but. Still nice. Overall, it was great. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Really, really nice. And I think we've decided we're going to go back sooner rather than later, right? Well, we need to, definitely. It was it was like before this trip, what did we decide? It was like eight years we Maybe hadn't more. been up there. Yeah, Maybe since, 10. Since before Chan. Mm-hmm. So if you're free tomorrow, let's go. Let's do it. Um, did you watch the Golden Globes? I did. You, I made you watch them with me. You did? And let's talk about Ricky Gervais. What did you think? He's hysterical, no matter what. Really? You thought he was that funny this I year? I think he's always funny. He's really funny, and, you know, he pulls no punches, which I appreciate, and, yeah, I thought it was great. Here's the deal. I like him, too. I think he's very funny. I love his sardonic, acerbic wit. Yep. I think, though, the difference is he kind of slid from nonchalant, like, I don't care, whatever, F everybody, blah, 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 into anger at a couple of points and that's when it doesn't get funny it starts getting uncomfortable he did get a bit preachy yeah there there was a moment there where he got preachy when he was talking about not being political on stage and things like that um you're right yeah yeah Yeah. and he said get up here just accept your award thank your god and your agents and fuck off and I'm like, but that wasn't the overall tone. It was just like that for a brief moment he got that way, and then he slid back into no. Throughout the show, every time he came out, every little break he had, he would go, "Oh God, not this!" Like, and yeah. he didn't have a tone of, "Oh geez," it had a tone of like, "This sucks. I hate this," and he just looked sad. It's 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 a very minor difference in delivery, but mm-hmm. for me, I noticed it, and it was made it less funny but also he's kind of a hypocrite he's always going on twitter talking about political issues and tweeting at politicians and celebrities and true and talking you know talking about animal rights and he's very passionate about his causes and things like that so it's like wait you can talk about political things and issues but other people can't i think he wanted to affect the vibe that he was just kind of phoning it in because it was his last show supposedly the last he also one said that the last time well he too. said definitely he's not doing the next one but, uh, you know, and this was going to be the last one. And so I think he was uh, trying to affect that vibe. And I think maybe he went a little too far with it. The Kind of the board, like, whatever, I'm just right. going to do this. Kind of, right. I'm going to phone it in kind of kind of vibe. You know, I, yeah, 
I just think he towed the line a couple times too far into anger rather than maybe yeah. um, I can being see that. like over it. Um, aside from that, so, you know, I was on the red carpet. You were, looked beautiful, by the way. Thank Love you. Love the dress. Thank you. I was on the red carpet hoping that anybody really would stop and talk to me. This is the problem with these award shows, in particular with the Golden Globes. There's a lot of huge stars. Especially and this one. Especially this one. This was a yeah. very, I mean, Beyonce was there. Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, J-Lo, like, everybody. Yep. Taylor Swift. Good Lord. Um, at one point I was like, are we at the Grammys or the Globes? So none of them stopped to talk because <laughs> they're not interested in promoting their film. They're not going to stop and just go tell everyone it's an honor to be nominated. I hope I win. Like they're not going to do that. So really as the press at these kinds of events, you start to feel like you're just there ornamentally to be like, wow, what a big occasion this is. And look how many people are here. And we're all just dying to cover this because literally I, I got, I think maybe three or four interviews. One of them thankfully was with Carol Burnett, who is like my comedy hero. I've had, I've had a quote of hers on my heatherbroker.com website for 12 years since I started that website. Yep. Um, she's a legend to me. That was heatherbroker.com. Heatherbroker.com. Um, if in case you didn't know, I also have that website, but other than that, like a couple of random interviews and that was it. Yeah. And yeah, you said most of the stars were pretty unresponsive to most of the press. 1000%. Aside from the big three, you know, Access Hollywood Entertainment Tonight, you know. Or, oh, yeah. I don't think they stopped for anybody. I mean, I think maybe they, they stopped for CNN, you know. But, yeah, they were totally unresponsive. And the thing that kills me is, like, they don't even wave or look at you yeah. or give you anything. Like, what they don't realize, or maybe they just don't give a crap, is that I don't care if you're not going to stop and talk to me. Fine. I get it. You know, you got to get inside. You got to get to your seat or whatever. But look at us. Give us a wave. Give a smile. Give yeah. us a moment to say we saw this person. They were there, like something. Let's because get that otherwise, shot. give us that shot. Otherwise, I have nothing. Right. I have nothing but the back of your publicist's head, <laughs> and that sucks for me and my job and my yeah. outlet, who wants to be there and wants to cover. So it's disappointing, and people don't realize that that there's a far less glamorous side of covering red carpets, and. I don't know why the actors do that. I don't, you know, they can't all be pressed. Now, Tom Hanks was the very last person on the red carpet. Yeah. He was literally running past us. Well, they showed up late, right? They showed yeah. up very late. Yeah. But also, I don't understand why they don't come early. <laughs> like, we we're, we shut down the carpet at 1 o'clock. Well, Rita Wilson had some hair issues. Their, her stylist showed up two hours late to fix her oh. hair. Yeah, so they, they were rushing. First of all, how do you know that? I know things. <laughs> I follow things. But her stylist, she posted on Twitter, actually, or Instagram. Her stylist showed up like two, two and a half hours later, something I'm like sorry. that. So they had to scramble. She's in her 50s. She doesn't know how to do her own hair? Apparently not. Oh, good lord. And Tom was had a, had a cold. He did have a cold, so. but good grief. Cut off some slack, Heather. Come on. Fix your own <laughs> hair. If it's that late, geez. Uh, here's the deal. We locked down the carpet at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we had to be there in position at one o'clock. The first celebrity that came through was around three thirty, three fifteen. That's a long wait. Yeah. 
So we're just sitting there. And they lock t- and they close the carpet. They at close what, the carpet, so we can't do any stand-ups. We can't do any more video. Can't do any pictures on the carpet um, because God forbid one of them should actually come and show up early. Now, I don't mean for it to sound bitter because it is a lot of fun. I do enjoy it, but I just think that it's very much a sign of disrespect and for the press and the media and the people that are there to cover you and your projects. And, um, I hate that. I hate that about this process. That's it's, it's not like process. that though. Oh, I mean, it's like, it's like that a lot, but, it, but yeah. you have had some really good red carpet. The award shows are particularly bad. If it's like an individual movie, then it's not as bad. Like a premiere or something like, like that. Like just an yeah. individual movie premiere or something. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not that bad. I, I will say that there's been many movie premieres where I've been there for hours waiting for the star to yeah. come and they just breeze past me because they didn't get there in time or their movie is starting there being rushed in. Yeah. Um, and that's frustrating, but you know, it is what it is. You can only, and my feeling is, and I decided this after Mary Poppins last year because, um, Emily Blunt is who was Mary Poppins and Lynn Manuel, who was the chimney sweeper. Yep. Neither one of them stopped to talk to me or any of the outlets around me. They just kind of whisked right past us. So I'm like, how am I going to cover Mary Poppins without Mary Poppins? Sure. Um, so I just don't. Right. You brush it off now. You, you, you well, understand. No, I that just say, kinda... I, I just say, I don't have the star of this film. I'm not going to kill myself trying to make something out of nothing when you couldn't help me. So sure. I don't sure. cover it as much. Uh, I used to kill myself being like, how can I turn this into something? And I, when I don't have all the elements I need and it's like, just don't, just don't. If you're not willing to hold up your end of the bargain, which was to allow me to interview the stars of your project, then why, why am I going to do that? Now whose fault is that? Is that the stars or the publicists? It's probably a little of both, honestly, because the stars show up late and the publicists say, you don't have to talk to them. Like true. (laughs) So and when they do, it's like you have one question. We have one question. Yeah, that's what kills me. And the then one you know, question. Keep it under three seconds. You have one right. question, three seconds. Right. But all of that being said, I, I still have fun. Yeah. I still enjoy you the enjoy excitement it. of it, it, the Hollywood excitement of it. There's still always a big part of me that wishes I was on the other side. Because in my mind, I'm like, here's how I would do it. I yeah. would stop and talk to every single person, at least give them one question. Because they got dressed up and they came out here to see me. Um that that's what I think. And I also think I want to be in the room with those actors yeah. and I want Brad Pitt to say to me, Heather, I would have held on to the raft or <laughs> I would have made room for you on the raft. <laughs> I want to be a part of that world, sure. but I also am enjoying the world that I'm in. So yeah, you and I have had lots of, no, that makes sense. That makes that. sense completely. Speaking of the world, let's talk about the world of movies yes. this year. Um, we'll have to do a whole separate episode on new TV shows and stuff that, that are coming out. But let's talk sure. about movies right now because there are some pretty good movies coming out this year. In 2020? In 2020. Specifically? Oh, yeah. 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 No, n- the other years of this year. Well, I mean. <laughs> yes, of 2020 course. specifically. Of <laughs> uh, you're drunk. All right. I wish. First of all, f- number one movie that you are looking forward to seeing this year. Uh, for 2020, there are some good ones. I think I think Wonder Woman. Yeah. I really want to see. That's on the top of my list. Um, too. I'm really curious about the new Ghostbusters movie too. Really? I am. I am. I think the trailer looks interesting. It looks very interesting, and they're keeping it in the current world or the the 
previous Ghostbusters universe, the original Ghostbusters universe, as opposed to the remake that was done a couple years ago. This is uh, it's it's more in line. I mean, the the star of the movie, the kid, is a descendant of Harold Ramis's character, mm-hmm. uh, grandson or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, very curious about that. There's also um, Doolittle. You pump for Doolittle. <laughs> pump for Doolittle. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. I loved Eddie Murphy's take on the character, but, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, speaking of Eddie Murphy, notch. coming to America, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly curious about that, actually. Weirdly curious I about that. I love the original. I, I am. Yeah. I'm yeah, really curious to see how they're going to do this second one. All the original people are coming back, apparently. If it's a lot of the nods to um, the previous movie or if they're going to do something totally different. Well, I've excited. heard he's going to do kind of what he did before where he plays like multiple characters and, you know, stuff like that. So it, it'll be funny. You know, he's having a really nice resurgence right now that um, uh, I'm enjoying. All right. What about, um, oh, the DC movie? Her, uh, Birds oh, of Br- Prey. The Birds of Prey? Eh. Um, really? I want to see it because I like Margot Robbie's take on Harley Quinn. I think that's a really great character. Um, and I'd like to see that character more. Uh, I don't know that it looks that great from what I've seen in the previews so She's far. executive producing it, right? I believe so. Yeah, so she's having some input. Uh, what about Black Widow? Yes, I do want to see that. I have no thoughts on Bird of Prey, Birds of Prey because I'm not a huge Margot Robbie fan. I'm also not a Harley Quinn fan. She's like one of my least favorite of all of the DC characters. Yeah. Um, but I am excited for Black Widow. And here's why. If you had asked me about it before I saw Marriage Story. Oh, okay. I would have been like, meh. I have a newfound respect for Scarlett Johansson. It was a great performance. After seeing Marriage Story. Yeah. I personally have never thought that she's that great of an actress, which I know is terrible. No, she's not ever going to listen to my podcast. But <laughs> um, I, I think that she's, I, I think that she is now. This performance for me, I was like, wow, she was incredible. Right. That. So I'm now looking forward to seeing Black Widow. Well, you know, it's like I said about Adam Driver too. Is like I believed, yeah. I believed Adam Driver more as a you know failing theater manager than I do as the grandson of Darth Vader. As Kylo Ren, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic performances in that movie throughout. That was a really riveting Through movie. Star Wars? No, in Marriage Story. <laughs> oh. um, fantastic movie. I will never watch it again. But yeah. a fantastic movie. I'm glad I saw it. Actually, I we did not talk about Star Wars. We should have done a whole episode on star wars i we what am i trying to say i'm not mad at it i'm just disappointed i think a lot of people are actually and i kind of agree i've been reading a lot of the tweets and i i kind of agree i feel like they tried to service the fans they didn't service the story well they ignored all of last and they jedi ignored of, yeah and i'm not sure why i didn't think last jedi was a bad movie i thought last jedi was great actually um but they brushed over a lot of the plot points that were established in last jedi to try to get to their to agenda. try to get to their agenda which was kind of fan service wrapping up the storyline and stuff like that all in all i think the movie uh rise of skywalker I've come to the conclusion that I enjoyed it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm, I don't want to think about it too hard mm-hmm. because then I start coming up with questions as we've talked about. Right. It's like, oh, really? You know, Ray Skywalker now? Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, that, 
That just Spoiler. did not sit well with me. I think I remember in the theater when they kissed. I go, oh no! I kept thinking to myself, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss, don't kiss. And I was like, no. And then when she was like, Ray Skywalker, I was like, no, you're Palpatine. Get GTFO. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you See, can't just say you're Skywalker. If that was the case, then every man in the world would be like, well, I'm a Skywalker. I'm a Skywalker. I picked up a lightsaber once. I picked up a lightsaber. Yeah. And so it's. So I think that there's a couple of things there that didn't sit well with me. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. It it it, it worked on several levels. The action shots were great. The space shots were great. That's what people want to go see Star Wars for. Um, the, I think the mega fans, uh, the hardcore nerds about it. Um, yes, they probably have a reason to be disappointed. I'm kind of towing that line where I love Star Wars. I grew up with Star Wars. I'm not a hardcore nerd about it wait, so much. Wait, I'm not completely. Wait, no. No. Do I need to uh-uh. move uh-uh. if lightning strikes in this room? Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> you have, you literally have like but, Star but I, Wars toys and Lego sets. You have Star Wars toys and Lego sets. <laughs> um, Channing has Star Wars toys and Lego sets. Oh, yeah. uh, I enjoyed the movie for what it was, and I've accepted the fact that it has its flaws, but ultimately mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie. All right. Any other movies coming out this year that you want to see? Let me scroll through here. This list. Uh, uh, Quiet Place Two. Yeah, I did like Quiet Place. So that I, was a good movie. I, I will really want to see that. Uh, the new Bond film. Oh yeah. I think no looks time great. To die. I don't really care about Top Gun Two. <gasps> Electric Boogaloo. I don't. I, I don't oh, care. Um, I do. I wasn't a big fan of Top Gun. I thought it was. Oh. A, I thought it was a fun movie. How are we even married? <laughs> That was my first sexual encounter was with Top Gun. Sadly, me too. And maybe that's why I don't <laughs> I don't like it. Um, I was watching it was the disturbing. Take My Breath Away going, oh, what's happening? What's happening? I think I was like 12. Oof, Lord. It's a solo encounter or? Um, no. <laughs> what? You said it was your first. It was my first like, was it, oh was, my God, someone's having sex in a Was it the movie. beach volleyball scene? Where they were all like checking their watch and flexing and <laughs> stuff like that. Playing, playing with the ball. I, you know, I'll, I'll go see it, but I think it's it's an unnecessary sequel. Mm, you haven't seen it yet. You can't say that. I think it's unnecessary. I don't. I don't think anyone needs a Top Gun sequel. Basically, though, I'm looking at the lineup for this year, and unless I'm missing something, there's nothing that's wow. Like, there's no big Avengers movie besides Black Widow, which I think is just looks okay. I think Wonder Woman is going to be the. Wow I think movie. Wonder Woman is a, is going to do well. I'm just excited for the soundtrack. To be honest with you, Disney's Mulan. I've heard pretty good things about. Eh, I never saw the first one, so you I never can saw the cartoon. Like, take it or leave it. There's a Fast and Furious Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody needs that. That's how we talk about unnecessary. Nobody needs that. No. I mean, I'm still going to be there because it's a universal movie. You've but, been the red um, carpet. Bad Boys for Life. You know, I, I wasn't into the first two movies. Uh, again, unnecessary. Unnecessary. And I think it's just, uh, you know, hey, Martin Lawrence got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's he doing? Oh, Bad Boys now. Okay. He's what you going to do? Done nothing for the last 10 years. What you going to do? Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Damn, this Gina. Is, this has been Brooker and Brooker on the movies. Uh, we should do our own Siskel and Ebert. It's not my, a bad idea. You're my favorite podcast guest. You know that. I This is my favorite podcast to be on. Aw. Of the three I've been on, this is my favorite. <laughs> have you been on three? Uh, oh, two, actually. I've been on two. What other podcasts have you been on? Kyle's. 
oh kyle i was yeah. like kyle oh kyle yeah. yeah uh i don't think kyle listens to my podcast either does just the tens of tens of people listening to my podcast um so i feel fairly safe in talking smack and offending people um Fair enough. i'm excited for 2020 we're going to see a lot of movies this year. We're going to be doing a lot of fun entertainment stories. I'm going to be back on the red carpet again and again and again. Always. Sister. Uh, I love you. Thanks for stopping by. I love you too. Thanks. You, you can go watch Stargate now. Thank God. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's going to do it for me. Have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. balls.